What's up, everybody? This is episode 69 of the Follow You Anywhere podcast, and today we're talking about why we worship, continuing our series. Help! So help. Help me out, Cam. Why we worship? Yeah. Talk to me. Help. help. Why do we worship? The, the way that we worship and... Why well, I'm we not worship? Asking you to help me worship. You do that every Sunday morning. Well, yeah. I, I just I need you to help me understand why we were actually help our listeners understand. Um, if the pastor of the church doesn't understand why we worship, we're all in trouble. That's mm. mm, true. Yeah. Well, in that case, then why don't you explain why we worship? Well, I think before <laughs> no, we can I'm really I'm talk kidding. about I'm... why we worship seriously, we gotta. We got to consider what worship really is. Sure. So, give me your best definition of worship. What, in your opinion, how would you define worship? Mm. I would say worship is giving time, devotion, and focus to something, um, uh, something that is an offering, in a sense. It's it's a lot of times it's hard for people to, um, especially like in the the church world, to take worship being something that's musical, and then also taking it and it meaning something that's a lifestyle of worship. Hmm. And so, from a musical standpoint, when I say something that's of time, devotion, and uh, uh, affection, um, would be we come before the Lord with a song that uh, is is a designated time where we carve out time to lift up praises to him. And then it's devotion in the sense of we're singing and pouring out a devotion, uh, a love, a passion um, of thanksgiving, of honor, of praise. Um, and uh, And then it is a that can all be translated into a lifestyle as well. And so it's not just from a, a song perspective, but from a musical perspective, a song perspective, it happens when we come together, we do that in a specific time, energy, passion, focus, uh, and offering type of moment. And then on our lifestyles, that happening in the same way, uh, worship being something that uh, we continually give our our focus and our time to and our affection towards and um, those those types of things. Yeah. So a lot of times when people think of <clears throat> sorry, a lot of times when people think of worship, they automatically think of what music. Music. Yeah. So what does it mean to worship? You ask a general church goer. Uh, Typical Christian, what what does it mean to worship? They're going to say what? To sing songs. To sing songs about God or to God or to sing songs in church. But there are a lot of different ways to worship, even in the service, which, you know, one of the ways that we worship, and, and I actually made it a point to talk about this in our offering moment a couple months ago. Uh, the reason that we moved our time where we worship the Lord through our tithes and offerings from the end of the service back into the worship lineup is because we worship the Lord through giving. And that's a way that we worship Him in the worship service. We also worship God through listening to, receiving, and applying the preached 
word of God to our lives. Yeah. We worship through serving. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, we're limited on, you know, it, as a whole congregation, limited a little bit on the amount of service we can do actually in a Sunday morning service because the people serving are mainly the praise team and the pastor and those that are, you know, doing uh, the responsibility of the ushers or the, the media team or the streaming team, first impressions, things like that. But Teachers, the general, children. Yeah, yeah. So the general congregation in the the worship service. Well, I wasn't even thinking about like in yeah. the children's <clears throat> area, but just in the sanctuary, right? In the in the main room of the hour. Um, you know, limited on the amount of service, but then all throughout the, the week and then you know, different mission outreach initiatives and events and things like that, opportunities to worship through service. But really, the Bible says that, and, and you use this word, that worship is really a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, the passage of Scripture that comes to mind probably first for me is Romans 12. You know, Paul is writing to the Church of Rome, and he says this, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living, living sacrifice, sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That reasonable service can actually be translated as worship. And and that's what the passage of Scripture is really defining is is what it is um, that worship can be defined as. Yeah, let me Uh, read you this version. mm -hmm. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. True and proper worship. So when you think about the different elements of the verse— it really speaks to the elements of worship. You know, first, why do we worship, right? That's what we're talking about. Why do we worship? Mm -hmm. Well, it's right there in the passage of Scripture. It tells us why we worship. We worship because of the what? The mercies of Mm -hmm. God, right? I beseech you, therefore, brethren, Paul says, look, I'm begging you, I'm pleading with you to worship the Lord. Why? Why? Because of the mercies of God. And so we worship because of the mercies of God. God's mercies are everything that he's given us that we don't deserve. So grace is when God gives us more than what we deserve. Yeah. Mercy is when God doesn't give us what we do deserve. Yeah. What do we deserve? Well, we deserve death, death, judgment, hell, separation from God. Mm Mm-hmm. A lifestyle of sin because we're enslaved to our flesh and the lives of the world. I mean, like that's what we deserve to walk down a path of destruction, die, and spend eternity separated from God in a place called hell. We deserve that. Yeah. But because of God's mercy, we don't have to experience that lifestyle and we don't have to experience that eternal separation from God. Instead, through the grace of God, we can not only escape the the penalty and the payment of sin because of what Jesus has done for us, but we can also experience a life of peace and purpose and joy and fulfillment that is found through Jesus. 
And that's a cause to worship. Like we don't we don't deserve God's eternal love. We don't yeah. deserve God's everlasting peace. We don't deserve the Holy Spirit. We we don't deserve to be reconciled to God and forgiven of our sin. We don't deserve any of that. But God has provided us the opportunity mm-hmm. to have that through Jesus Christ. And so that's why we worship. Yeah. Because and, who God is and what God's done for us. Right. In a lot of ways, that is what I was going to basically say is worshiping is recognizing, honoring, and expressing from our standpoint, the worthiness that God has as our maker, but also as our redeemer mm-hmm. and being able to lift up praises because like you said, we, ha- we don't deserve that. And so praise, uh, that that's why a lot of times it's praise and worship. Uh, when, when people put that in, you know, say that together, uh, that praise aspect of it being like that excitement, that factor of we did not deserve this. Let's come into this place. Let's be excited. Let's lift up joy and excitement and praise because we've been given this gift. We've been given this free opportunity to have a hope and a future and a salvation that we don't deserve. Yeah. And so there should be excitement. There should be joy. There should be a a gathering where we come together and we say thank you. And that thank you is like, you know, you see videos of, of people getting gifts on the internet all the time and they're these huge cool gifts and they're, they're they, they say thank you thank you you know they're crying and they're they're hugging the people that have given them you know and all that it's the same thing you know um and uh it, it it's the same thing but on a mass scale for us and the gift that we've received through jesus and so our response should be nothing less than that mm-hmm. obviously there's a time for the response to be more somber, to be more um, intro and, and, and like introspective and to, to be aware of the cost mm-hmm. and to be aware of the holiness of the matter, but a celebration nonetheless and a thankfulness. Yeah. Um, and so we also worship because we were created for that. Yeah, absolutely. We, that was built into us. God himself uh, wants our worship, and that was that was the primary reason beings were created was to worship him and to love and to adore and to be loved in return. Yeah, and sometimes you hear people say, well, that's, I mean, that's kind of arrogant of God to create people to worship him. In which I would respond and say, it feels that way because you're not God. Yeah. Like, if if you're God and you're perfect and you're holy and you're the creator of the universe, then it's not arrogance. It's divinity. Yeah. <laughs> you're God. Yeah. You are the perfect, holy, righteous one. One, mm-hmm. one, one being above all others, and so and yeah, it, but it also uh, is a two way street in the sense of he wanted relationship. That's right. Like that, like you know, and so yes, but it is his prerogative yeah. to do whatever he wants right. because he's God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, absolutely. We were created to worship. Um, we worship God because of His grace and His mercy that He continues to pour out in our lives and because we've gotten so much more than what we deserve and so much less than what we deserve at the same time. And then also going back to Romans 12, we worship God because he has given us 
the greatest gift that has ever been given in sending us his only son. Yeah. And Jesus Christ laid down his life, stepped out of heaven, walked on this earth for 33 years, faced every temptation that we'll ever face. And he could have avoided all of that, but he chose to do it and lay down his life. And as Philippians 2 says, humble himself, not just to the point of the incarnation and and living a life on this earth, but humbled himself to the point of death, even as it says, death on the cross. cross. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, following that, that's why it also says that, and, and because of that, he's highly exalted. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and, and that's why Paul says that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. In other words, God has given us his only son. Jesus has given us his all. And so he deserves our all. Yeah. Which is what worship is. Right. Is when we say, okay, God, everything I have, I know I have because of you. And so it's yours. My life is yours. I'm fully surrendered to you. I'm going to do things your way. I'm going to live according to your word. And I'm going to give you the glory, honor, and praise that you deserve. That's what it looks like to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. And and what Paul says next there in Romans 12.1 is that's the only reasonable way to respond to what God has done for us. Yeah, Like that's the only reasonable response to a God that loved us so much that he sent his only son to live a perfect life and to die a death that we deserve so that we could be forgiven of our sins and we could spend eternity with him in heaven and have the the abundant life that is offered through Jesus. But that's the only legitimate response is worship. Yeah. Yeah. And, and another thing too, part of, and part of the lifestyle aspect of it uh, is the the worship component. It's Ecclesiastes 3.11. It says that he has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity into man's heart, yet so that he cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. And that's talking about how we have this longing in us. We have mm-hmm. this instilled in our heart, this eternity where men's natural physical desires and achievements, uh, it's a longing that, that will never be fulfilled by things of this world because it has an eternity value that's placed in us. And we yearn for something more, something that's greater than ourselves. And that, that lifestyle, that yearning and that walk, that, that voyage of being a believer and walking through that is because we are created to worship Jesus with our lives. Mm -hmm. And so winning awards and having money and all of those things that we can be tempted to worship and tempted to put all of our focus on, those are never fulfilling in the grand scheme and long term of things because we were created to put our time, our energy, our focus, our passion, our love, our devotion towards something that is eternal, something like you just said a minute ago, something that has been given all to us, so we in return should give our all. And so a lifestyle of worship begins with the perspective of 
my focus starts at Jesus, and then I move forward from that way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and kind of going along with that and, and what we've already said is worship aligns your heart with God's will. Yeah. And in verse 2 of Romans 12, it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So how do you keep from being conformed to the world? How is your mind transformed through the power of God? Well, it's, it's transformed through His Word. And, and so when we worship God, going back to the uh, different ways that we worship, whether it's service or it's giving or it's uh, the way we live our life according to God's Word. At the end of the day, it's all grounded in God's Word. But let's talk specific, uh, specifically. <laughs> Tongue twister there. Not really. I don't know why I can't spit that out. But, uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, let's talk specifically about what people think of when they think of worship as it relates to uh, the renewing of the mind and specifically the Word of God. It's so important that when we sing songs of worship and praise to God, that they are grounded in God's Word. Yeah. Because worship, when we're talking about the uh, the musical side of worship, yeah. right? Because that's what people tend to, to think of the most. Yeah, yeah. When, they, when they think about worship. Um, that worship is about conviction followed by affection that is a response to truth, not just emotions. Yeah. So when we worship, we need to make sure that the, the songs of praise that we're lifting up are biblical, yeah. uh, that, that they're in accordance with God's word, that they are aligned with the scriptures, because if not, you're just singing songs, you're just playing music. And um, I think that, you know, when you're singing praises to God, it should stimulate your emotions, Mm -hmm. like you should feel it in your heart, like you should feel the presence of God's spirit when you're singing praises to him. And so an emotional response is not a bad thing, but the emotional response needs to be grounded in the truth. And so if we're worshiping the right way in the church, when we sing songs of praise, then that that emotion is not just going to be from the beat of the music. That emotion is going to be from lyrics that are both biblically accurate and purposefully exalting Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was talking about, the excitement and, and that, like, I mean, Psalm 100, 1 through 5, lines up with what you're saying as far as wanting to be biblically accurate. But part of the song being biblically accurate it should bring about, unless it's a reflective type song, it should bring about this joy, this emotion of, 
oh my goodness, like look at what God's done. Psalm 100, 1 through 5 says, shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Shout to the joy. Like shout to the, shout with joy. Yeah, like yeah. that. that's not a let's come together and let's sing a song. No, like, shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Again, we're not sad there. Come before him singing with joy. How, so we've got shout, shout with joy, sing with joy, come before him with gladness. Then acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us. We are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture in his gates with thanksgiving. So we've got shout, joy, praise, exaltment. And then we've got thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever and his faithfulness continues to each generation. So, yeah, I mean, exactly that in the sense of, we have singing biblical songs coming before it should be, I don't know if the word like singing those songs that are biblical about what he's done for us. And that's it should evoke an excitement and an energy from us, not necessarily just because it's a big, powerful song, but because of what we're singing about. Singing about what he's done. I, I heard that plug yeah. for Sunday morning. I'm definitely reading these verses on Sunday morning. What he's done. Yeah. What he knows. No, don't do that. What he knows. <laughs> a little banjo. Everybody in the thinks you're crazy. Bluegrass. Everyone that I've talked to about this, just <laughs> they're like, no. It's got that bluegrass. It feel does too. not. Yeah, I think oh it does. my! We have to take a poll. All right, all right. Yeah, a little bluegrass feel, but that's all right. We we're going for diversity, so I I appreciate a little diversity. <laughs> If you try to get the banjo on the stage, though, I'm going to have to uh, push back. Keep talking bit. about bluegrass. I'm going to paint the stage blue. And <laughs> oh, yeah. Bluegrass good. <laughs> no, the song we sang the other day, though, that had bluegrass feel. Way down yonder on the... No, oh. that's Alan Jackson, actually. But yeah, we didn't sing that in church. But uh, no, the one that we sang, not not in our service. In oh, the thing. The yeah. Thing, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. I, I was like, actually, I, I was thinking about sure it. What we're singing right now. I was thinking about it. You know what? It really had a feel. What? It because of where it came from. Mm-hmm. It really had like an Irish folk feel. Oh, okay. It really did, like a like a old bar hymn. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. I mean, which the bluegrass, like that folky feel, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of is similar, but it really had like an old school, like, yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah, going way back. That was the first time I'd really heard a song that I could hear that undertone sure. in it in church. Yeah. Well, I, I think also when we talk about worship and we talk about why we worship, um, it's important to also talk about why um, we or. What, how do I say this? I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say why we don't worship. That's not what I'm going for. Mm. Uh, what what are because not... Because we don't deserve it. <laughs> what are not good reasons to worship or reasons why... <sighs> Help me, Cam. I'm I... saying, uh, so, so what worship is I not... I don't love the devil, okay? I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> what worship is not... Okay, worship is not something that we do out of religious duty or obligation. Yeah, so I don't know how you would say that. Um, yeah, that's a weird... Um, hmm. Yeah, see what it's, I'm saying? It's not why we don't worship, it's, but it's... It's not why we don't worship. I guess it's... it's. 
I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, it should be that hard to to label it. But well, it it's is. almost like the appropriateness of worship yeah. or the inappropriateness yeah. of yeah. worship, yeah. so to speak. But we don't do it to check something off a box. Yeah, no. Right? It's not, okay, Sunday morning, we've got to have preaching and we've got to have songs because that's what a real church does. Yeah. That's not worship. If you're just checking something off of a box, that's not worship. Worship is giving God glory, honor, and praise mm-hmm. and exalting Him, not just with your lips, but with your heart, you know, coming before Him with a heart of worship. Um, and worship is also something that is only for God. We don't worship other people. Yeah. We don't worship prophets. We don't worship statues, angels, false gods, Mary. We don't worship any of that. Mm-mm. We worship Jesus and Jesus alone. And it's not about us as far as, yeah. you know, uh, there's a, I think that there's a fine line and I think people sometimes can get it a little bit um, misinterpreted and that kind of thing. There's a lot of songs, especially over in recent years that have really made the narrative about us. Mm. And those songs in that narrative are for a reflective type light. Yeah. It's to get you to think about what God has done for you, how you are involved in that story. But it's not to make you the main character. Yeah. It's not to make us the like like one of the songs that we sing, for instance, that I, I feel like you could a little bit, you know, be uh be like, wow, wow, that's all about them, is a song My Testimony. Mm-hmm. Well, that that song, yes, it's like, hey, this is a song about me. This this is my testimony from death to life, because God rewrote my story. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'll I'll testify. That 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 song is interwoven with this is who I am, this is my story, but look at what my story is because of who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. By Jesus Christ the righteous, I'm justified. Mm-hmm. You know, that this is my testimony. And and but sometimes people can take that the wrong way and be like, Yeah, this is my testimony. I'm alive. And so if he's not dead, uh, or if I'm not dead, then then he's not done. And if he's alive, then I have a hope and a future. And it's like, yes, you do. But it's only because he's alive. It's only because, you know, he's still working and because of what he has done. But I will say, even that is scriptural because Psalm 40 verse 3 says, he has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will, many will see what he has done and be amazed. Mm-hmm. So part of that is saying, yes, go sing, go tell about what God has done, express that. So people will see and people will know. And music is a powerful avenue, a powerful way to connect with people and for people to hear and see and know the gospel because of a song that they hear. And so there's a lot of great songs that sometimes I feel like can get a little bit misconstrued in the way that people say, hey, we're writing too many songs that make us the narrative. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not necessarily that's the case, but it is reflection of saying, hey, you know, if... um, if I've got a song to sing, I'm going to sing it because of what God has done for me. And in a way for people, that's, yeah, that's, I meant, I wasn't even talking about that one, but yes. <laughs> um, you know, but even like Christ be magnified, that whole song is about, you know, joining with all creation because yeah. if all creation could sing, it would be. Yeah. And so let Christ be magnified in me, but in me so others may know. 
Yeah, and I've got a couple more verses I want to share, and then I know we got to wrap it up. But kind of talking about um, that label that we can't figure out how to say it the right way, but uh, a bad reason to... It's not really a bad reason to worship, though, because if you're truly worshiping, you're... I mean, you're not doing that, but... The blurred lines of worship. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but in terms of religious duty or obligation, I mean, Amos speaks to this in Amos 5. How long has it been since you heard a sermon preached out of the book of Amos? Ken? It's been a long time. Amos five twenty one uh, through 24. Listen to this. I hate, I despise your feast days, and I do not savor your sacred assemblies. Though you offer me burnt offerings and your grain offerings, I will not accept them, nor will I regard your fattened peace offerings. Take away from me the noise of your songs, for I will not hear the melody of your stringed instruments. But let justice run down like water and righteousness like a mighty stream. God said, I ain't having it. I'm not having that. Just checking off a list and honoring me with your lips, but your heart being far from me. I'm not having uh, just the religious duty and the religious obligation of adding some songs in a service because that's what we're supposed to do, and that's how it's done in the South. I'm not having it. That's that's not what worship is about. Worship is about exalting Jesus and giving God the glory, honor, and praise because He is the one that deserves it all. We're going through Revelation on Wednesday nights, and Revelation 19 uh, talks about this and, and really makes it about as clear as it can get. Uh, Revelation 19 in verse 10, John on the Isle of Patmos, he says, And I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, see that you do not do that. I am your fellow servant and of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Um, He is the one worthy of worship. God is the one worthy of worship. And we are supposed to worship him. Uh, That was actually... That was actually somebody worshiping John. I messed that up. That was John is on the Isle of Patmos. They're trying to worship him. And then he said, no, don't worship me. Worship the lamb. Worship God. So, uh, but anyway, Revelation, all about revealing Jesus as the exalted one, as the king of kings, Lord of lords. Uh, Another passage of scripture talks about how he is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. He's the one worthy of our worship. And John, throughout this entire vision on the Isle of Patmos, sees Jesus fully revealed, and he says over and over, he's the one worthy of worship. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I read that, and I was like, wait a second, that's not that, that's not what I was thinking it was. Uh, Good <laughs> what's, recovery. What's Good going recovery. on here? Uh, yeah. Good recovery. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's that, that's the thing. We want to make sure that when we come together that we, we don't want the focus to be the song. Yeah. We don't want the focus to be the people on stage. We don't want the focus to be the pastor. We want the focus to be Jesus and what he's done and what he's continuing to do and the way that we worship is the focus of being at the feet of Jesus mm-hmm. because he's worthy, because he is holy. And... um 
anything that we can give. That, I think, is, as a worship pastor, um, that is my heart, is that when we come together as a church body, when I have your attention for 30 minutes or 40 minutes or whatever it may be, that my hope and my desire and my goal is that we come before Jesus bringing anything we can bring, a song, our hearts, our, our lips, you know, our, our doubts, our thoughts, the, the time that we're there in that moment, that we can bring anything that we have at all mm-hmm. and bring it as an offering, yep. saying, you're worthy, you're holy, I'm undeserving, but thank you. Our thank you is never enough, but we come saying that. And we bring you all of these things, and it's a simple offering, but that's our worship to you. And really, on a daily basis, living a lifestyle of worship would be that, bringing anything that you can before the Lord. So the time that you have and, and, and giving God devotion and time and honor, your love, where your, your treasure is, is at, your focus it all it all stems from that place of do I give him my affection? Do I give him my time? And ultimately, that is my worship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and uh, and and I think for a lot of us, that's a really hard question to ask because we live in a place that's a very treasure filled culture, a very treasure filled society, a blessed society, a blessed culture, and so we do have a lot of treasures. And the Bible tells us that where your treasures are, you know, that's, that's where your heart will also be. And figuring out how we place our treasure in Jesus is the step to leading a lifestyle of worship. And I think that we should probably explore that moving forward, maybe next week, of what it looks like to find our treasure in Jesus. Yeah. A little bit of a plug. It's one of the songs that we sing. Cam's over here trying to sing it right now. He is worthy of our song. Mm -hmm. But not only is he worthy of our song, He's worthy of our giving. Mm-hmm. He's worthy of us honoring him with our finances. He's worthy of our serving. He's worthy of our our uh, desiring to live a lifestyle of, of purity. Mm-hmm. He's worthy of um, our spending time with, with God in prayer. He's worthy of all of these things that... You know, people talk about and they say, well, these are legalistic things. No, no, they're not legalistic things. They're things that we do as worship because he deserves it. Mm -hmm. He he deserves us to be fully surrendered to him, spending time with him in prayer, spending time in his word, sharing the good news of the gospel with others, telling people about how God has changed our life, sharing with them the hope that is found in Jesus and Jesus alone, telling people about the dangers of pursuing 
what the world says is going to make them happy, warning them uh, of the dangers of greed or materialism or sexual immorality. We do all of those things not because we need to earn God's favor, not because we're trying to save ourselves, not because if we don't, we're going to be judged and we're scared of the consequences. We do all of those things because, again, going back to the passage of Scripture we started with in Romans 12, that is the only reasonable response for what God has done for us. Yeah. And so he deserves our all. He's worthy of it all. And so we give him our worship, Mm. not just in song, but in everything we do, because that's what it means to worship. Yeah, absolutely. So it's more than just a song, but obviously the song is extremely important coming together. We've talked about it in the past. We've talked about how uh, there's power in... um, there's power in singing. There's yeah. power in that worship in a body of believers together in community. We see it in scripture. We've talked about it in our Bible stories. Um, and, uh, and so um, that's extremely important, but it is far more than just, just the songs. Yeah. So, but yeah, let's look at next week. Let's take a look at next week, finding our treasure in Jesus, what that looks like as far as a, a daily, a daily lifestyle. And, uh, but for this week, that is the focus on help. Why do we worship the way that we worship? And, uh, we thank you for joining with us and, uh, for being a part of the follow you anywhere podcast. So this has been episode 69. We'll see you next week on episode 70 as we explore what it looks like to find our treasure in Jesus. You got something for us. You're trying to, he's, he's desperately Desperately trying to pull it up. Huh? He's he's he's. No, I'm just I'm just saying. Uh, I'm just. Oh, gotta skip the ads. I'm just saying. Here we go. Oh, come on. (laughs) That's not the. Uh, I can't find it. Never mind. You trying to create a false narrative here? Yes, I, I can't find. It. I can't find it. We'll just. Oh, here it goes. You hear that banjo in there, Cam? No. Okay, that's enough of that. We can make any song. (laughs) I just want you to know that. We can make any song folky or country. All right. You can. Okay. You can. Uh, You can. I'm telling you. (laughs) It's so possible. All right. Um, We'll see how it goes Sunday. We're uh, singing it for the first time, so looking forward to seeing how our congregation responds. I'm not against the song. I just feel like it's got a little folky feel to it but what do you got what do you got maybe it's just me but uh what what do you got against the bluegrass feel no nothing against a bluegrass feel i mean i got love from my bluegrass brothers (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. Hey, seriously, that is uh, that's all we got today. That's episode sixty nine. We'll be back next week with episode seventy. And so we'll see you next week. I gotta show you this. You, nope. you gotta know. Uh-huh. You, you you gotta know that you can make you can make any of them. Okay, let's hear it. You know, it's just it's part of it. Let's hear it. What, you can what make you any of them. What you got? Um, my point exactly. Oh my gosh, turn that mess off. We're, we're losing this. We're, we're losing this podcast. We got to wrap it up. Just telling you, you can make anything country. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> that's, that's a little different. That's a remix. Uh, I was playing the actual version. Yeah, and the actual version doesn't sound like that. <laughs> All right. Close us out, Cam. This Follow Anywhere, <laughs> episode 69. We'll see you next week. See you.